0: Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode, I speak to comic book creators Jenny Wood and Dozer Draws about what comics they take into an artificially intelligent robot uprising apocalypse. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, Comic Scene, where you can read comic news and become part of a community of fellow comic lovers. To find out more, be sure to visit ComicScene.org. And on a side note, if you enjoy the show today please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Jenny Wood and Dozer Draws. How's it going?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. It's been a pretty full-on day at my day job. Um, I've got some... Uh, event organizing going on at the moment but uh, i'm all right otherwise um and uh, how about you dozer
2: oh yeah i'm fine i've got a whole day of work already finished for today and now i'm excited to be on the podcast
0: (laughs) totally um and then for you jenny um the 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 day is probably mid-afternoon for you is it
1: yes uh smack in the middle of the afternoon and um i've had a great day so far met all my writing deadlines got my dog out of the house for a two-mile walk so we're all good
0: rock and roll um and uh it's 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 great to have you both on the podcast uh because you know we're we're doing a three country podcast myself be being in england jenny you're you're in the states um in boston and uh you're in germany um, so it's great that we can have all three of us in the same place, so to speak.
2: That's yeah,
0: awesome. totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Uh, now, um, for those that haven't come across either of you just yet, uh, what do you both do in the world of comics? Um, and uh, let's start with you, Jenny.
1: Um, my latest project is Paper Planes, which I worked on with Dozer for Maverick, which is the YA imprint of Mad Cave. Um, prior to this, my uh, big project in comics was Splutter, which was a graphic novel series that started on 215 Inc. And then um, the collection, the, all, all the graphic novels were collected and published by Dark Horse, And I've also written um, for numerous anthologies, John Carpenter's Tales of a Halloween Night, um, the Fubar Anthologies by Jeff McComsey, and Love Is Love.
0: Awesome, awesome. And and where's the best place for people to find you online?
1: I spend most of my time on Instagram. That's just my happy place, and that's Jenny Wood Mm -hmm. and Did. Um, But you can also find me on Twitter. you know it's that's I have a love-hate relationship with Twitter but that predates (laughs) um, the latest it's been since the beginning so you can find me on there too same handle
0: excellent excellent uh and then you Dozer um what do you do in the world of comics
2: um I draw mostly I, I always try to team up with uh writers and um I've done work for Boom Studios. I've worked on some issues of number chains. And then, um, yeah, my latest work was uh, teaming up with Jenny on paper planes. And before that, I um, did another comic for Mad Cape Studios, which is titled uh, The Last Session.
0: Cool. Um, And where's the best place for people to find you online?
2: Um, That would be... Instagram and Twitter, and the handle on both sides is uh, Little Dozer Baby. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Excellent, um, and of course, all of those links from the show notes, folks. So feel free to to click through onto Jenny and Dozer's uh, profiles and check out their work whilst we're talking. Uh, now, you both mentioned paper planes, and that's the project that um, is is just coming out as this episode is airing. So, um, for for the folks at home, uh, what's the what's the premise of paper planes?
1: Paper Planes is two friends who have been friends throughout grade school. They're about to go to high school, and an incident lands them at a summer for tr- a summer camp for troubled youth. And during that summer at this camp for troubled youth, they have to reflect back on what got them there and the sacrifices they have to make in order to become who who they are, who they're meant to be.
0: Excellent. I think that's it. <laughs> <Those are> exactly- <laughs> If I
1: left anything out.
0: Yeah, Daisy, would you add anything to that?
2: No, that was perfect. I mean, that was was a great uh, sum up of the whole story.
0: <laughs> Excellent. And so, where 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 did this idea come from? um Jenny, was it your idea, and then you approached Daisy, or
1: it actually came from like just kind of a basic root came from the Mad Cave Maverick Brain Trust. Um, And I was approached by Erica Schultz, who works for Mad Cave as an editor. Erica's also an amazing writer in her own right, writes for Marvel, Image. And Erica and I are longtime friends. And um, she came to me with this idea because it it sounded like a great fit. Um, And the idea was basically a really intense friendship. And they're in a setting where they communicate to each other with paper planes. I mean, that was it in a nutshell. And we kind of, I de- I fleshed it out from there um, developing the characters and the plot worked very closely with Erica on, on hammering out the, the plot, the she's an, uh, she, you know, she's an amazing writer and she's an amazing editor uh, equally. And uh, I, it was a gift and a pleasure to, to work with her with, Everyone involved in this book, actually.
0: Excellent. Um, And then how how does Dozer get in the picture?
2: Um, I was approached when the story outline was already pretty much finished. I think, yeah, I I got the whole pitch packet. And, um, yeah, I could just start... um, Designing the characters from there and uh, get right into working on the comic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just get right into it. Uh, Yeah. That's uh, that's German efficiency for you. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Um, And uh, yeah, so um, it's actually out on the 27th of June, I believe. Um, and of course people, uh, can find it in all good bookstores, um, and order it through, uh, their local comic book shops. Um, but, uh, apart from that, um, is it, is it, um, is it a one-off? Sorry.
1: Yes. As far yes, as we know, I'm unless sure. they ask, unless, uh, Maverick asks us to do, do a sequel.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let's hope so um and uh how many how many pages was it sorry
1: it's around 200 i that is something well, i else's. should know right we worked on
2: it for two years <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember how many pages did I draw, but
0: it's easy to lose count. <laughs> oh, totally, but ish ish two hundred something yeah, around there. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's a fully fledged graphic novel, um, and uh, yeah, no, you should both be very proud, and uh, I'm I'm sure it'll um, it'll do very well. So um, best best of luck with that. Um, now. All of that aside, unfortunately, I do have some bad news for you both. And um, that is, whilst we've been chatting away, um, unfortunately, there's been an artificially intelligent robot uprising. I don't know if you know Chat GPT has got into you know some dark areas of the of the internet, um, but something's happened. Um, and so, my first question for both of you is: What is your action plan for survival? in an artificially intelligent robot uprising? Um, And if we start off with you, Jenny.
1: So I am going to finally use my theatre degree. I went to a conservatory (laughs) as an undergrad for theatre and, um, you know, try to use it as much as I can to get my money's worth. So I'm going to use it to, at various times as needed, act... And use use my acting skills as a robot to fit in, and Mm. or at other times play dead.
0: (laughs) Yes, excellent, excellent, good tactic, good tactic. And then, how about you, Dozer? Uh, I first thought about maybe befriending the robots, but
2: I'm I'm really not. I'm not very positive that that would work for me. So. My other plan would be to get into a really remote area, maybe maybe get a boat and go out to the sea or something, and hope that the robots won't be able to swim or reach me there. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent.
0: Um and is is anybody gonna be joining you on the boats?
2: Good question. Mm, it depends on how big the boat is. Yes. So how many people it could hold. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's say you could you, you could hold what, one or two extras, I reckon.
2: Okay, well then I have to choose very wisely from my group of friends. Or maybe I just bring my birds and that's
0: it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes. Just take just take your birds. Um <laughs> and they, they they can kind of go go fetch things for you. As well, oh yeah, I'll deliver
2: messages or stuff like that <laughs> exactly, exactly,
0: very good um so um what happens is that um for, for for you Jenny um you're obviously uh pretending to be a robot, um but uh funnily enough you you meet somebody else that is also pretending to be a robot um and uh at the end of the day. When you both uh quote unquote shut down for the day um after work, you actually get talking um and the uh first question that your new um robot friend asks is what's the first comic you remember enjoying
1: so the first comic i I just remember going into a comic store as a as a kid a little kid and I was shocked to see a comic of Star Blazers. And that's because I was in love with this cartoon as a kid called Star Blazers. And it was, it's Japanese animation, but it aired in the U.S. It was dubbed in English. Um, I'm too much of a snob as an adult to watch something dubbed in English now, but as a kid, (laughs) I was like, oh. Um, And I just loved that cartoon. You know, it was a, the Star Force going to... They uh, they they need they had two years to save the Earth from radiation, so they had to go across the universe and get cosmic DNA. Like, it was dark, right? So totally from mm. the get-go as a kid, I had a dark... Um, I, I just loved dark content. Um, and I walk into this comic store, and I was shocked to see this comic of this cartoon that I loved. And so it just opened the door to me to comics it's like there's this whole other this whole other genre this whole other way of telling stories and so here I was like six or seven years old and it just opened the door from one format to the other
0: oh that's wonderful and then obviously that started your curiosity um for for storytelling I assume
1: yes yes
0: Excellent, um, and obviously that by you, you mentioned earlier that you, you had a theatre degree and that kind of led you into the creative arts. Um, but where where was it that you actually thought that you know comic book writing could be a career?
1: You know, it just came it this, it came through the telling of stories. So if if you do if you start writing something, it's going to tell you what it wants to be and. For me, when I started working on Flutter, which was over a decade ago now, I started it as a short story, as prose. And Flutter is about a girl who shapeshifts into a boy um, because in order to get her dream girl, because her dream girl is straight. And I was writing this as a prose short story and it just felt too flat. Like I it didn't feel right in that format. And then I tried writing it like as a screenplay and I couldn't get my brain around just cheesy special effects. And at the same time, as I was working on this, I was reading Why the Last Man, Blankets, Fun Home, these amazing graphic novels, mm-hmm. and fell back in love with comics. I'm like, Flutter needs to be, it, it needs to be, it has to be a graphic novel and a graphic novel series. Like, Why the Last Man? And so, like, it was the story, the, the work I was doing led me to to writing comics.
0: That's you know, awesome.
1: Yeah, the, the, the work itself told me what it wanted to be. And so I just yeah, followed cool. followed the story.
0: Amazing. Um and yeah, no, it's it's funny how that happens because sometimes when you when you talk to people that haven't necessarily done a lot of creative writing or storytelling, um you, you talk about the story leading you as a writer, um, but they, they don't fully get that. It's funny, isn't it? Um, they're like, really? How does that work? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you're you're the one actually doing the the the, amount, the creative uh, legwork here. Um, how does the story tell you? But it it really does um, kind of lead you. Um, it's 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 an incredible experience, um, and uh, for for anyone out there that hasn't kind of experienced it, I, I highly recommend it. Um, in terms of just just trying to create a story. Like that, but, yeah, and um, you have
1: to trust yeah. in the process, right? Yes, you yeah. you have to lean, lean into it for lack of a better term, but uh, you know, we keep using the term lean in because it it works. But you just you trust in the process of it. Um and that's not always easy.
0: No. No, very true. Very true. Um now talking about not being easy, Dozer, you're sunbathing on your boat. At the moment, <laughs> and your and your uh, your your birds have have just come back. Kind of, they've they've teamed up and and brought back a load of food in a in a napkin, you know, um, <laughs> for you to to nibble on. Um, and uh, amazingly, um, one of, one of them has started to develop um, some sort of uh, sentient intelligence basically. Um, I don't know if it's got something to do with the robots or something, but perhaps. Um, but anyway, they uh, actually uh, want to start a conversation with you, and uh, their first question to you is also, what's the first comic you remember enjoying?
2: The first comic, I think it was one of the Lucky Luke comics. It's, uh, I don't know if it's very popular in the UK or in the US it's Mm. been going on for over 70 years I think Um, it's about a lonesome cowboy who um, lived through all kinds of old west adventures and um, I think one of yeah, I think it must've been at my dentist in in the waiting room they had all kinds of comics and I always picked out the the Lucky Luke comics because I loved cowboys and the way uh the artists drew horses and and the whole sceneries. and I think I also tried to copy that drawing style a lot when I was little and mm. it kind of also got me into drawing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as well um and, and what age was that sorry Ah, uh, i think
2: about seven or eight maybe yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and then obviously you became a uh voracious drawer from there um but when it, when was it for you that you realized that um uh drawing comics for a living could be a career
2: At first I only wanted, I I
0: wanted to draw anything or do
2: uh, 2D animation and that kind of stuff. But then comics, um, that only started I think in 2017 or 18. So it's not so long ago that I started doing comics. But uh, I knew that I wanted to do something with art and, and drawing.
0: I think at sixteen or seventeen. Mm. That's awesome. Um. And uh, yeah, as you say, it wasn't. It wasn't terribly long ago. Um. But I'm sure that you've got a, a long career. Um. Ahead of you, uh, with all of this. So, um. You know, you've you've made a very good start. <laughs> Basically, very impressive. Um, ah, thank and you. Uh, for, hey, no worries. Uh, and following that, um, your your little birds uh, ask you a follow up question, um, which is, what's the funniest comic that you've read?
2: Mm-mm. That would also be one of the Lucky Luke comics. Mm. Um, they're doing kind of a revival where they invite different artists to. Um, work on their own stories and draw the comics in their own style. And um, I think in the second issue by... uh, Oh my God, I'm hoping I'm getting the name right. (laughs) (laughs) Juyong Buza (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just... His his style is very... Very wonky and, and childlike. And his writing style is also very very it's it's like a, a dumb kind of funny and that really works for me
0: <laughs> yeah sure why not why not that's awesome very cool very cool um and then how about for you jenny what's the funniest comic that you've read
1: you know the first title that popped in my head um is nutmeg which You know, like Dozer was saying that they like dumb funny. For me, I like dark funny. So like Nutmeg is very much in the vein of Heathers and Mean Girls and um, Breaking Bad, Heavenly Creatures. um, More towards Mean Girls Heathers, so like dark comedy. Um, And, you know, it's these two friends in high school who are being bullied and their way of getting back at the bullies is baking brownies with a very addictive ingredient. So it's very, very breaking bad. And I just, it it just made me laugh. It's, I love a good revenge fantasy. Again, I love dark humor. And I was thinking about this this morning because like mean girls never go away. Right. So I'm at the dog park with my dog and they're mean girls, right. They're just, they're just there. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I think nutmeg just just hit home it just resonated with me and and high school and and it made me laugh.
0: Excellent. That's that's what it's all about, you know. Like if it makes you giggle then embrace yeah. it. <laughs> Excellent. Now, uh changing gears quite suddenly, what's the saddest comic that you've read?
1: Um so this actually, I just read this in the last year, and it's an anthology called "But I Live," and it's um, three artists telling the stories of four Holocaust Holocaust survivors,
0: hmm. and
1: these Holocaust survivors are still alive, and so they were children, really small kids, um, during the Holocaust, and you see these stories through the eyes of children. So kids are taking in what's happening. Um, And it's told so thoughtfully, so well. And it's the kind of thing I got to the last page of the last story and the last dialogue, the last image, and it just broke my heart. Um, And I I couldn't move for several minutes after I, I read it. Um, And I said to myself, "I'm like that is the most moving, pro- thought-provoking, and saddest thing I've ever read." So it's, you know, that said, it's you know, for me, it's it's a must-read. There's some things that are so that that we all just need to read, even though mm-hmm. they're heavy. It, it's not an easy read. It's an important read. Yeah, um, and to be moved that way in such a profound way, it, it's worth it. It's worth the read. It's called But I Live
0: yeah no that's that's really um it is important to kind of challenge yourself with you know even very depressing um subjects such as that um but just to kind of yeah appreciate you know where where we've come from and just um To to ensure we never make mistakes like that again, right? (laughs) Right, and the
1: stories need to be told before we lose them. You know, and I think particularly with the pandemic, it's been hard to kind of ingest um, or take in heavy material. But what I've started doing, because you don't want to avoid these things, they're very Mm. meaningful. But I balance it out. So you know, if I watch something heavy, I have a a lighter palate cleanser, and I do the same thing with my reading
0: yeah yeah totally um now uh going back to the boat and bird dozer what's the saddest comic that you've read
2: i really don't think i've read very sad comics but i just wrote down the but i live comic to um get my hands on that and to read it so um Yeah,
0: I would... It's probably going to be that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No doubt, no doubt. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, Changing Gears, once again, what's the scariest comic that you've read?
2: The scariest comic? I think... I mean, the the comic itself is not very scary, but I remember when I flipped uh, through the pages, it really it gave me an uneasy feeling it was um the umbrella academy the the second book um i think mm-hmm. it's called dallas um where hazel and chacha um i mean yeah it's it's very gory and bloody and and everything they do is just mm-hmm. really over the top and um there's this one scene where they're at a diner and talking about Uh, the food they're eating and wondering what the ingredients are and a guy leans out from the kitchen and is like ha 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 one one guy once asked me what the ingredients are and I I told him he had to cut my uh, arms and legs off before I told him and I thought that was funny until I flipped the page and on the next page they actually did Cut his limbs off, and I was like, "Whoa! All <laughs> wow. right, I I did not see that coming, even though it was very obvious." And um, yeah, that that image is kind of burned into my brain.
0: Full on, yeah. No, it's it's going to like you can't unsee that yeah. sort of thing, can you? Horrendous. <laughs> and how about for you, Jenny? What's the scariest comic that you've read?
1: So for me. I have to say I'm from the South and I have a lot of religious baggage. And so because of those two things, which I think kind of go hand in hand, <laughs> um, you know, and I know I'm talking, you know, to someone in England and someone in Germany, but like the, the American South and religion Christianity are hand locked hand in hand. Um, mm-hmm. And so when I read preacher, yeah. the first volume gone to Texas, that just, that just scared me. I'm not going to, I don't know if I can cuss on here, so I'm not going to, but like, it just scared me. Um, I couldn't sleep. I, or I couldn't read it at night. I had, and I wanted to finish it. It's a great series. Um, but I had to read it like early in the day mm-hmm. and it's all because of what I bring to it. Um, I, there are scarier comics, you know, um, they're, the horror anthologies that I write for, the stories that other people write and do the art for are, are are I think scarier than preacher. But it's the the setting in the South and the religious elements um that just kept me up at night.
0: Totally. Um yeah, no, it's um it must really hit home a lot of that. Um <laughs> yes. and uh yeah, so it makes it even more vivid i guess i mean it's it's it is, it's kind of vivid enough as it is but i can't imagine like with an actual kind of having that experience um of uh li- living uh some of the things that the spoken about in preacher so um hardcore yeah <laughs> um, and then follow following that jenny moving on to my favorite question um what is your favorite cover
1: i love this question too um <laughs> and uh gave it a lot of thought there's a lot of amazing covers out there um and i have to go with fiona staples work in Mm -hmm. in um sega um and then i had to narrow it down right which is hard Uh, i mean i love the character lion cat so the cover with the blood dripping from lion cats teeth and fangs which Mm -hmm. is chapter 18 is runner up but the winner for me is chapter 3 which is just the reveal of isabel like you see her intestines hanging out at the end you just see the upper half of her you're kind of the the reveal i mean what i love about fiona stables those covers is they just you just they're an invitation to pick up the book you're going to pick up the mm-hmm. book anyway because the writing is so great but in the art but it's just such an inviting iconic cover
0: totally very cool very cool um, and then for you dozer
2: um i'm a big fan of dave johnson's deadpool covers i think in 2012 or maybe 2011 he did a bunch of covers for uh for the deadpool issues and right. I just love the style, and I, I think I would buy anything that has his art on the cover. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Uh, yeah. And uh, was it? Was it? Was there anyone in particular? Uh, I think the first issue
2: I picked up that had his cover was. Uh, um, I think at Deadpool and Captain America team up, and I just—I mean, D- Dave Johnson's style is just—it it speaks to me. I want to look at it for hours and and figure mm. it out how it works. And
0: yeah, yeah I could
2: look at it forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. It's it's so cool when you come across um, some art where you just you just want to dissect it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and really absorb it, and and figure out what was the artist thinking. How did they compose this, and things like that. So yeah, no, it's 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 fantastic when you come across something like that, um, and uh, yeah, no, hopefully you'll you'll be able to get some some original arts at some stage. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, you bet, you bet. Um, and then uh, following that, um, for you, Dozer, what comic? do you repeatedly read the most?
2: Um, There's this uh, crossover comic uh, from Boom Studios that um, Mm -hmm. is, uh, yeah, it's a crossover between Big Trouble in Little China and Escape Mm. from New York, which are two of my favorite movies. And, yeah, I just love reading it. The, The art is super nice. I love the colors. And I just love seeing the characters work more or less together it's just so fun
0: <laughs> yeah totally totally no it's so cool um i i only recently um discovered that book um and i'm so glad i did it's just it's a fantastic it's a it's a riot it's it's a lot of fun <laughs> so it's yeah, right? <laughs> very cool very cool um and for you jenny which comic do you repeatedly read the most
1: I always go back to why the last man, because that's the, uh, the series, the graphic novel series that made me fall in love with comics as an adult, like uh, made me find comics again as an adult. And it's such a sweeping epic series that I think in my opinion has aged well and Mm -hmm. it's entertaining, right? It's thought provoking and entertaining at the same time. So I just, uh, I never get tired of it. It's like the the records, you know, that we listen to um, that every time you listen to, you you hear something you haven't heard before, or if there's a piece of art, every time you look at it, you see something that that you haven't seen before. And that's, I guess, why The Last Man is my wonder wall is what I'm saying.
0: Mm, Very cool. Very cool. For sure. Um, and, And following that, and it might be the same answer, but what's the most meaningful comic to you?
1: You know, I almost said Why the Last Man, but I have to say for Meaningful, I'm going to go with Art Spiegelman's Mouse,
0: because
1: Mm -hmm. it just showed me the power of storytelling. It's so haunting. And yet, Mm -hmm. again, it's another heavy story, like Mm -hmm. But I Live, but it's filled with such hope. Like, it's a survival story told through a unique lens, and it really showed me like the complete power that storytelling and storytelling in comics can can do
0: for sure 100 percent. it's um it's definitely one of those kind of you know cornerstones of comics really um and when you're introducing people into into comics and graphic novels that's definitely one to kind of signpost people to to show the potential that it's got for sure Um Doza, uh, for you what's the most meaningful comic
2: um that's probably uh once again umbrella academy um mm. because i'm so involved with with the art style and yeah it was just also so much fun for me to to dissect it and to study it and to learn how to Draw kind of that way, or like just letting it help me develop my own drawing style. I was just so mm. so fascinated with uh the artwork in that book.
0: oh, that's great, and so uh yeah, in your younger years, um you did a lot of kind of you know uh of recreating the pages, did you
2: yeah, yeah, exactly I was just trying to see what works best for me style-wise and Mm -hmm. copying what i enjoy to look at is yeah it's i think the the best way to figure out uh what works for you
0: totally very cool excellent um and for you dezo what's the most underrated comic
2: hmm um I don't know if it's really underrated, but I think I haven't seen many people talk about it. And it's uh, the Spider King comic by uh, Josh Van and Simone D'Amini, which I also just, I I love the art style a lot. It's a story about um, alien life forms crashing in, 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 I think Norway or, somewhere in Scandinavia and um, in 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 like Viking time. So the, the Viking tribes are trying to fight the aliens and it's just, it's such a cool concept and the art is, yeah, it's just stunning. It's so organic and the, the lines are really broad and, and, harsh and there's a lot of black and then, but the colors are all uh, also super bright. So I just loved reading it.
0: Nice. Excellent. Um, and, and going back to you, Jenny, what's the most underrated comic?
1: I'm going to choose something, um, recent that, that, uh, your listeners just might not have heard of yet. Um, and it's the deadliest bouquet. It's a series published by image. It's written by Erica Schultz, who was the editor on paper planes. And I just, even before image picked it up, Erica did a Kickstarter and I just love this book. It is, um, three estranged sisters trying to solve their mom's murder if they can avoid killing each other. And so it's got all that dark humor, um, elements. It's a page turner. It's a really sexy book. Um, and I just, it's, yeah, it's, it's not even a page turner. It's a page burner. It's, it's great. Mm. And I just want people to, to hear about it, to know about it and check it out.
0: Very cool. Very cool. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. I'll be, uh, I'll be sure to get both of those myself, because um, I, I, I always usually, I usually buy the, uh, the most underrated comics from my guests. So I'll, I'll let you both know what I think of both of those when, when I get around to reading them. <laughs> so thank you very much for the recommendations. Um, uh, now uh, coming on to our last question in regards to comics, Jenny, if you could only take one comic into the apocalypse, which would it be?
1: This might be the most obnoxious answer someone gives you ever, but I would take a copy of Paper Planes because I don't have one yet. I like a physical copy of the book. Like I don't have one. And so before the apocalypse happens and robots kill me, I would love to see, you know, the work that that Dozer put into this book, that that we all Mm -hmm, put into this book mm -hmm. in a physical copy um, and enjoy it and read through it before robots kill me.
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Happy to provide. And um, for you, Daza.
2: Oh my God, Jenny's answer was so smart and so good. I'm also very excited for uh, the physical copy to be out. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but I think maybe I can smuggle another book. <laughs> with me. I'll get the birds to to bring my copy of uh, the big travel in little china and escape from new york comic book.
0: Excellent. So, yeah, Excellent.
2: I, I'll just read through it every day, every night. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, like a warm blanket. Yeah. Um, very nice. Very nice. Uh now, along with those books, um what weapon tool or useful item would you like to take with you as well? And let's start off with you, Jenny.
1: Oh gosh. Um, you know, I got stuck on the, the, the weapons thing and I'm like, Oh, I'm so averse to weapons, but you know, the, uh, girl scout in me person Mm -hmm. scout now that I'm a non-binary as an adult, Mm -hmm. I got to go back through my childhood and reterm everything. But, um, Mm -hmm the uh, scout in me was just mm. as a kid would take a swiss army knife because you know you always need it yeah. for something
0: 100 percent, always useful um and uh, yeah you never know when you need kind of you know a pair of scissors, scissors tweezers and a compass at the same time
1: yeah, to you know, to disassemble <laughs> the robots, right? That's probably a very Bingo. pragmatic answer. But,
0: you got yeah. you got you got a tin opener and a screwdriver that'll sort you out,
2: <laughs> right?
0: A hundred percent. And for you, Dazer,
2: um, I'll take my pencils and sketchbook and a pencil sharpener. Very important to bring that. Otherwise, yes. I'd probably have to stop after one sketch
0: <laughs> yes yeah exactly like don't don't want to go uh, too crazy otherwise you'll, you'll run out of um of graphite <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> excellent uh well jenny wood and those are drawers thank you both very much um for sharing your comics with the apocalypse it's been an absolute pleasure
1: thank you thanks for having us
0: yeah, thanks so much. It's been so fun. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's been real fun. Um, and uh, for, for everybody, once again, um, all of the links are in the show notes. So feel free to click through to check out Paper Planes um, from from both of our creators here today, um, published by Maverick um, and also their social media um, accounts. Uh, and then for, for both of you, have you got any events coming up this year at all?
1: I will be at San Diego Comic-Con at the Mad Cave Maverick booth um, signing paper planes and then so that's in July and in June I'll be in Chicago at the um, American Library Association Conference again with Maverick, Mad Cave doing signings and promoting paper planes.
0: That's awesome, awesome and then how about you Deza?
2: I might go to the Vienna Comic Con uh, later this year. I think it's in November. Yeah, but Mm. I'm still waiting for their feedback. They only Uh, opened applications, so yeah.
0: (laughs) There you go. There you go. And and when are you both going to come across to the UK to Thought Bubble?
2: (laughs) Oh, I should go there sometime. I think some of my friends already tabled there and i haven't applied yet but maybe maybe
0: next year yeah next year and if you do uh make sure that you hit me up it'd be great to meet in person yeah of course i percent. not know how about you jenny any any plans to come across to the uk at any point
1: you know that's a great great idea i i mean i'm i'm planning to so you know paper planes there's a lot of tennis in paper planes and Mm-hmm. tennis has just been part of my life since i was a little kid so wimbledon is um great on my bucket list and i yeah. um, the pandemic has me wanting that to happen sooner than later but you know i should come for uh for comics as well like i should come twice why not
0: 100 percent. sky sky's the limit
1: yeah i just put that added to that to my bucket list so you will see me there sooner than later Perfect.
0: looking forward to it looking forward to it uh well again both thank you very, both very much um for for being on the show and, and best of luck with paper planes i'm sure it's going to be a roaring success
1: thank you yeah thanks That's
0: so tough. much hey uh, no worries you both take care speak soon. Thanks again to Jenny and Dozer for being on Comics with the Apocalypse. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Jenny's and Dozer's Do- work or follow them on social media, those links are in the show notes, along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at ComicScene.org. Oh, sorry, guys, we are okay. <laughs> Um, make sure that you go to their website comicscene.org for comic news and other fun sequential art stuff and finally as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the near future I'll see you next time bye for now